It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hello, everyone. I'm Anthony Kasterman. Thanks for tuning in to our weekly Twins podcast. And very pleased to be joined by Twins radio play-by-play man Corey Provis this week. Corey, thanks for doing this, man. Uh, you're filling in for, for Rhett Bollinger, who must be out sunning himself or something with his, uh, his time off in spring training. So thanks for joining us. That's all he does. Red Bollinger just takes vacation constantly. But happy to pinch it for him. Always enjoy it, Anthony. Absolutely. All right. So in recent days, the, twin, the Twins have sent out uh, Jake Reed, uh, Mason Melitakis, uh, J.T. Chargois. Am I pronouncing that right, by the way? Chargois. J.T. Chargois. Chargois. Okay. So now all three of those guys are names we've heard uh, potentially impacting the bullpen at some point. You think they're on similar timetables as far as their ability to, to impact this pitching staff before long? Not, not, not Melitakis. I think he is somebody, he's coming back from Tommy John, uh, did not yeah. pitch at all last year. Shagway had Tommy John a couple of years ago, but I think I, I put Melitakis probably uh, ring beneath Reed and Shagwa. And I'd put Nick Birdie, a guy who threw on Monday uh, against the Cardinals and Jupiter, I'd put him maybe a step up of the aforementioned guys. The, the point being, Anthony, that the bullpen the Twins have, I think, come opening day, I, I think that group will look significantly different come June. The power arms that the Twins have kind of uh, building up strength and building up promise in the minor leagues, those guys are going to be impactful arms at some point this summer. I don't, I don't think you'll see those guys uh, too early in the 2016 season. Yeah, they had, I mean, we all knew that the Twins had a need in the bullpen going into the winter. The multi-year contracts for, for relievers has, has never been something that's been in uh, Terry Ryan's uh, profile. It's not something he, he's uh, a big fan of, frankly. But it seemed like maybe he was a little more willing at the outset of this winter to go that route. But then uh, the way the market spun out of control with just, just the lack of depth in general, um, it, it seems there's something to be said for having some uh, young, hard throwers in your system. Uh, who can impact you in a big way before long. Yeah, you know what, what Terry said, Anthony, was he didn't want to block the paths of any of the guys who he felt could be up as early as this season. He didn't want to block, uh, you know, Shagwa, Reed, Birdie, um, by, by signing a, a bullpen arm for two or three years, and that would keep their you know, guy that they have a lot of uh, high hopes for back for another year or even longer. Um, so he was pretty adamant that uh, he, he trusts this, this, this bullpen uh, that that's coming. There's this young relief core that's coming, and and like you mentioned, it's, it's a bullpen that just has not been able to strike out opposing hitters too often. They they haven't had the big overpowering guy, uh, at least a, a number of them in the in the past few years. I think Trevor May brought that somewhat. It looks like Trevor May is probably going to be that bullpen guy once again to begin the season. But but those guys are coming. I'm not going to say it's going to be Kansas City esque day one, but but just know that there are some power arms that are on the horizon from being a huge impact with this Twins ball club at some point this season. 
Well, you talk about a huge impact. Young Ho Park has made that already uh, in his transition to the States and his first exposure to Grapefruit League play, uh, three early home runs, including a grand slam. Uh, it seems like it's been pretty seamless, Corey, as far as this guy uh, assimilating. Uh, we know it's only spring training and the numbers don't matter, but it seems like even off the field, he's uh, fit in very well there. And really off the field uh, is where it is a good place to start. I, I was talking with, with one of his teammates uh, last week about about Young Ho, and, and when his name came up, uh, this twin teammate said he's just made a, a seamless transition to the big league clubhouse. He doesn't bring in this this unnecessary attention. He's not this diva kind of figure. And remember, he's a big deal in Korea. He is a yeah. big, big deal in Korea, but he is just kind of, you know, blending in with his teammates. Uh, he's learning about American culture. He went over to Phil Hughes' house a couple weeks ago and just watched The Bachelor. And he sat there with Hughes and Dozier and Plouffe and had no idea what was going on, why this guy can, can kiss all these women and, and not get in trouble. He was just enamored by that part of life and that part of the American culture. So he's doing that in addition to producing somewhat on the field now. His at-bats have been good after that three-strikeout debut on March 2nd against the Red Sox. Uh, he's putting together a nice, I guess, statistical spring training resume down here. Yeah, I think I mentioned a red. I'm, I'm a little uncomfortable with the bachelor being representative of American <laughs> culture. That's, that's not a good look for us in general. Um Speaking of transitions, uh, Miguel Sano's transition to the outfield, uh, you, you've seen him uh, out there a little bit by now. What have been your thoughts on, on how he's handled that? He's misplayed a few, but then uh, against Toronto um, in a recent Grapefruit League game, a ball went over his head. I don't think it was a true misread, but I think it was Troy Tulowitzki who laced one over his head out to right, and Tulowitzki, you know, tried to try to stretch into a double, and then Sano was able to play the carom well, and he's got a huge arm, and sure enough, he threw out Tulowitzki at second base. So Sano does have a very big arm. Well, Byron Buxton and Torrey Hunter, before he left camp, have said that, you know, the direct, their expectations kind of, they're, 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 he's exceeded them. Just from where he was day one, uh, because he's such a natural athlete, he's 22, 23 years old, he's a massive, massive man, but still, he can run. He's not this you know, lumbering you know, athlete, player out there. He can really move despite his mammoth size. He's going to make some mistakes. There are going to be some balls that he's going to misread. The ball uh, that maybe is slicing at him in right field is going to come up a few feet short, even the one that's hit right at him. If he comes in a few steps, and sure enough, it's got some more carry, and it goes over his head. I think we're all anticipating that, that that's going to happen. I'm not saying he's going to win a gold glove this year. Uh, just make the plays he can make and try not to be spectacular. Try not to be, you know, Torrey Hunter. Try not to be this guy that's going to be a perennial gold glove player. Just make the plays that you can truly make to help out your team. If Sano does that, I think he'll be just fine. Uh, obviously, the, the reason Sano is in the outfield is because the Twins value Trevor Plouffe uh, very much over at third base. Uh, I saw he drove in four runs the other day, uh, but was still kicking himself afterwards for a couple uh, minor uh, defensive issues early in the game. But um, Paul, Molitor, Paul Molitor said he's, this guy has really matured and established himself as a very valuable member of this club, not just in the lineup, but really in that clubhouse. He seems to really set a tone. Terry Ryan has said this on record a few times. Uh, just events I've done with him, Anthony, down here in Florida, that he had no interest in ever trading Trevor Plouffe this winter. And I found that pretty telling because it seemed like that's the direction that, that he was going and that the Twins were going with Miguel Sano, and he was going to be the, the 
eventual guy at third base. Well, they had, like Terry said, he had no, he had no reason to trade Trevor Fluth right now uh, just because of his value to the team. He's somebody that became a third baseman out of necessity in May of 2012 when Danny Valencia struggled and Danny got sent out and Fluth was in camp that 2012 spring as a utility player, in fact, as a super utility player, he's going to play some outfield, play some infield. Well, sure enough, he became the third baseman in uh, in May of 2012, and the Twins haven't had him look back. And and Poof, to his credit, has worked really hard to become a better third baseman. And some of the metrics will, will show that. If you go back and look at some of the defensive metrics uh, last year, Trevor did improve defensively at third base. His bat is going to be a key component to this, uh, to this lineup, middle-of-the-order type hitter, but uh, the defense is also equally, if not even more so, important than some of the offensive stats that Trevor Pluth provides. One last thing for you, Corey. Uh, Jose Barrios uh, has about four scoreless innings down there so far. I, I, I think the thought uh, going into camp, at least externally, is uh, you know many young players get caught in that service time trap, and, and he's probably one of them. But could he make that rotation battle interesting, do you think, uh, these last couple weeks? Uh, and I don't think so. My my gut says it's going to come down to, to timing along and Ricky Nolasco. I, I think Barrios will start in the minor leagues. I think Trevor May is, is still in, in the discussion, but if I had to guess, I think May is probably going to be in the bullpen to start the year. So then it comes down to Nolasco and Malone. And 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 Tommy had a good start, uh, you know, on Monday in Jupiter. He threw four scoreless innings uh, against a good Cardinals team, but he gave up just two hits. So Malone has looked really good. Nolasco's had some good moments. He got. He gave up three runs, though, in the first inning on Sunday against Baltimore and kind of labored somewhat in the third after the Twins had a lengthy offensive second. So a long wait didn't help Ricky's cause there as, uh, you know, as he came back out for the third on Sunday. But I, I think it's going to come down to those two, to be honest. Uh, that's just my gut between Malone and Nolasco. And, you know, I, I don't know if Tommy has a leg up because of his numbers or because he's a left-handed arm and the Twins don't have another lefty in their starting staff. But that'll be a that'll be a tough call that I think will come down to the last few weeks or so down here. All right, less than three weeks ago till opening day. I want to thank Corey Provis for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Minnesota Twins edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go. Every night, on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazon's 
of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team. 